On this week's Off the Back Fence, finals week one recap for the NRL and AFL. We touch on all games while also looking ahead for the week two finals matchups in both codes. We touch on the NHL Stanley Cup celebrations, a little bit of NFL talk, NBA talk, and a six-pack of our, in our opinion, the best pump-up songs to get you ready for a big match. That and much more, so stick around and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to another week of Off the Back Fence. You're listening to Was from Brisbane and Coombsy down in Melbourne. Coombsy, how are we going? I'm doing good. It's um, finals football. It was a great one. My ballsy pick of St Kilda came in, so anyone who was mocking me, I came. I didn't re- explain why I picked it. I picked St Kilda because Warney goes for St Kilda. Warney is great. So in algebra terms, St Kilda plus Warney equals greatness. I'll tell you what. For a bloke that's a plasterer, you're good at your math. So there we go. Now, before we kick into a few of the uh, games over the weekend, I just want to ask you one thing. Liverpool, championship hangover, mate? Oh, everyone has a bit of a hangover sometimes. And uh, you have the odd hangover where it kicks the shit out of you. 7-2's not bad. Like, everyone needs to lay off. Seen a lot of comments saying sack the coach. Very disappointing from a champion's perspective. Look, you lose your keeper before the game unexpectedly. Adrian's not the greatest keeper. He was played for West Ham, so there's points. Yeah. Um, you lose two players, key players to a COVID, and then your skipper's out. So you need to lay off, guys. Come on. Yeah. I've well, seen worse losses. Yeah. Well, I'm only saying that because my team absolutely pants United, which was an absolute treat to wake up to. Yeah. Um, first time a champion's team, a champion winning side of of the Premier League has been beaten by seven goals since 1953. Thought that was a fun stat. So there you go. And we won the championship that year too. So, Oh, you're back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we won the championship and the European Cup, so you can stick it up your ass. <laughs> yeah, I can't really speak as a Tottenham's fan because we haven't won jack shit. I think his last trophy we had was 2008, so bit of a drought there. Anyway, mate, big, big weekend of sport. Like, I, I was up to my eyeballs up until about yesterday when I was playing golf. So uh, we'll kick off with the NRL. Uh, fantastic round of football. First time... Uh, actually, no, not first time, sorry. It was the most points scored in a first week of finals since 2005 when the West Tigers won it. So uh, that was a pretty fun stat. Obviously, overs galore. So good for the over punters. Uh, we'll start off in Friday night. Uh, the Panthers just getting up over the Roosters 29-28. Now, I was very impressed by the Panthers to come back from being 10 or 12 nil down. The Roosters came out great guns, but Panthers are showing some quality where it's due, so it's really good to see. What's your, your take on the game? I want to put my hand up and say I didn't watch this because I was busy enjoying two hours of freedom in on a sunny day in Melbourne in the park. Ah, yeah. And, and I got caught watching the Lions game because I was watching it off a friend's phone in the park, but I was keeping tabs on it closely. And the Roosters... I think they're looking – They, I don't know. I've still got them to make, make the final four, but they are looking tired. And I think it, the last two years of excellence is starting to catch up. 
I'm of the opinion that they're missing Kronk. I think Flanagan is a great, fantastic prospect for him. Um, just too young. Hasn't been in the role long enough. Kiri uh, wasn't good. I, I think he was a little bit off the ball on Friday night. Obviously, they came back in the second half to really um, give it a shake. Cleary putting them over with the field goal. And then uh, Brent yeah. Naden obviously killed spread betters, taking a penalty for taking a ball inside the 10-off kickoff, which was unbelievable. It led to Angus Crichton. So, um, and definitely pe- they're missing Victor, Rad- Victor Radley. Yep, definitely. Like within his leg drive and Jay Friend just for game management, I think. Like, yeah. you can't take away the 250-odd games. The young fo- yeah, the, the young fellow that was playing hooker for the Roosters, uh, Darcy Lussick's brother, I've forgotten his name. He scored a try on debut, which is fantastic. He was quite good in the first opening stands for about 20 minutes. Um, and, but then it was all Panthers in that first half from about the 20-minute mark. Um, Cleary was unbelievable. A lot of raps for him. However, his halves party, Jerome Luai, he was unbelievable, mate. Uh, just in everything. And just... He has a bit of cockiness to his game, which is fantastic to see because you've got Cleary, who's obviously your playmaker, your organizer, your in-game kicker, but then you've got Lua, who is basically your axe factor, which is fantastic to see. Yeah. But yeah, she was she was a big, good start to the weekend, obviously, for the NRL. It then kicked into Saturday. Um, it was the Raiders against the Sharks down in Canberra. Uh, Raiders getting up. Now... With the Raiders, again, they had a very slow start. The Sharks kicked off to a 10-point lead. Uh, they came back to, I think it was, they were behind... 14-10. 14-10 and a half. However, I was it was, you were nervous. But with that too, the other reason that the, I feel the Raiders got a kick in the ass was from George Williams taking that intercept try right on half time. Didn't know if you yeah. felt the same way. I, I think also, I think maybe Ricky um, Stewart brought out the hairdryer at halftime and gave, said some select words. Because they came out after halftime a lot more focused and Jack White stood up, which is why he's now starting to become one of the top 10 players in the NRL, I'm going to say. Yeah. He's just starting to get that clutch factor and bring it together more. Yeah, I'm, he's turning into a quality running 5-8. Like, he's always been a fantastic fullback center. Um, the move to 6 was always going to be quite questionable just due to the nature. It was a similar move to, like, Gaznia back a, a few years ago for the Dragons, where it was a running 5-8, but they've got a fantastic half in George Williams. They were, they were crowing for him at the end of last year, saying, we've got this young fella from England. I think he was a premiership winner for Wigan. And they were crowing is they were just ready to go. So I think it's been fantastic with them. Sharks are a bit disappointing, obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, they weren't really touted to make finals this year. They had a bit of an up and down season. I think they were the only team to have 10 wins, 10 losses, and a points differential of zero. So they were basically the most average side. And couldn't beat anyone in the top eight. So That's, yeah. my take from my spins though was the Sharks deserve it to be in the finals. I think... They really just, they're still clutching to the greatness of 2016. And I think they're going to be doing that for the rest of their, their club existence. So I thought, like, if you could have gave out a charity case for the finals, I would have gave it to the Warriors or the Titans because at least they beat someone in the top of the eight. Yeah, and that, I I was always the opinion if there was a few extra rounds, like all the way to 25, the Knights and the, um, the Sharks, sorry, 
they would have just been sweating those spots in the last couple of rounds because those two teams were coming home very, very strongly. Uh, we then moved up to the great state, the uh, Sunshine Coast Storm, uh, taking on the Eels at Suncorp. Now, once again, the underdog got out to a quick start. I think the Eels were up 12-0 or 10-0, sorry. Then the Storm just shown their class. Uh, mate, they're... They're, there's going to be a year where there's going to be a hot take and they say definitely not their year, definitely not their year, but they just keep producing. I think um, someone on our Instagram asked us who's my pick and I said I can't go past the storm and I think there was a point, a try I sent you, I just sent you that left-hand edge with the Randy Marsh at the computer covered in oh, himself. Oh, God. And I was just like, oh, I had my partner just sitting there. I was like, oh, my God, this is a rattle. <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't help, I couldn't help myself. Like, just but, seeing that left-hand it, edge go. Oh, mate, it's – I think they lost Slater and obviously Jerome Hughes slotted in, but Pappenhausen has just been another level this year. Oh. He's gonna he's gonna be very close to bolting for New South Wales. I feel I don't yeah. know where they'll put him. Obviously, with Tedesco being the incumbent, um, incumbent, sorry, but they just fire on all cylinders. It's crazy. Another also underrated player, Justin Olam, very very good on the on Saturday night. Yeah. Just just a hard running ball. He's actually got a bit of ball playing to his game now, which is good because when he first came into the league, mate, just one line hard as you can go for it. But he looks like he could run through a brick wall. And the bit of injury news is Cam Munster's re-injured that knee of his. He oh, thinks right. he'll be good to go. And like with that added weak rest, I think he'd be good. But it's looking very nervous with the origin coming up. And we'll probably talk about touch on that a bit later as well. Yeah, yeah, mate. It was very, very tough to watch on Saturday, obviously. He was filthy coming off the field limping. Uh, I think the mouth guard went into row 20 on the uh, eastern stand there. But... Yeah, very worrying sides. Now, the last game of the round, uh, Sunday afternoon footy. How good is it? Now, the Rabbitohs started off very, very slowly against the Knights. The Knights were up 14-0. I was listening to this on the radio coming back from golf. Um, bit of a long drive yesterday. But this, the Rabbitohs just showed their class and just showing that point scoring that they've had. They've scored over 100, was it over 100 points in two weeks of football? So they ended up beating the Knights 46-20. to 20. I think they went on and scored 44 unanswered points, which is just remarkable considering they were down 14. Uh, just, yeah. Um, yeah, I was I had the Knights at plus nine and a half thinking, yeah, this is a pretty safe bet. And I was getting a little excited. Like, maybe they were going to actually win it too with the first 10 minutes. But that, Adam Reynolds... Started off shocking with the boot, but then started to click in. Cody Walker took it up another gear. But the surprise packet really for him is Corey Allen at fullback. Yeah. He's slotted in seamlessly at the moment. He has, mate. And I also thought Cook was unbelievable also. He was in everything yesterday, which was good. He's got a fantastic combination with Cam Murray up the middle there, which is really good. It's just... It's really hard to... Like, this is another one. You say the Storm... Uh, like they're firing, but the South have found another level coming into the finals. Like they put 60 on the Roosters coming into the finals. And then obviously they've just put another 44 points on the board. So they're, they're, they're going well at the right time, which is fantastic. Now, before we move to AFL, obviously we'll talk about the, the games next week. Only two, obviously we're down to the last six in the comp. So we've got the Roosters 
and the Raiders, a grand final rematch from last year on the Friday night. Now, that's at the Sydney Cricket Ground. Uh, early line, if I can just get this up. So early line is the Roosters at six and a half favorites and with the over-under of 43 and a half points. I, I think this is going to be tighter. I th- honestly think this is going to be tighter than six points. Um, obviously, the Raiders having a good win against the Sharks. However, they were a bit clunky. And you just know the Roosters in the finals will show up. So it's going to be a very tight one, I feel. I think it's a bit early to like pick it. But if we're going to do it now, because we have to... I'm going to back myself into the corner with the Roosters here. Yeah. Like, I hate to, I'm, hate, I'm hating myself that this is the first time in my life I am actually going to su- support them. But you kind of... I've got, you've got a feeling they're going to bounce back soon. And the, do- the team that they face when they bounce back, they're going to cop it. Yeah. Yeah, well, and that's what I thought. I thought this week, I mean, last week, last round, sorry, I thought after getting put to bed by South, I honestly thought the Panthers were going to be in a world of trouble. I honestly thought that. But, yeah, two back-to-back weeks where they weren't the top dog, it makes you really wonder. The second game, uh, Saturday night. Now, there's been a lot of... A lot of uh, like comments about the location of the game. So it's Parramatta versus South Sydney. Uh, the line is the same at uh, South Sydney as underdogs at six points. So not even giving the highest seed, uh, like the underdog, or not the, the favoritism. Uh, over under is 45 and a half points. This is at Bank West. Now, the comments have said you're only going to get 20% of Bank West field, whereas they're whinging about why not have it at ANZ. I think it's because Parramatta, that's its home field. They're the higher seed, all that right. noise, it, which makes sense. But that's it's always the comment. It's like you do this. There's always going to be some, there's always going to be something wrong. So, um, like, I think the Panthers have moved their next game to ANZ. Yeah, they have. Things, but you win the higher seed. South, their home grounds ANZ. So you're giving them a technically an un, unfair advantage. Parramatta are playing with a ton of injuries. Like, you've lost Sevo. You're possibly looking at Ferguson. And they're a bit beaten up at the moment, Parramatta. Yeah, that's well. It was uh, said today, uh, Michael Sevo is out for the season. Uh, bad leg injury, unfortunate for him. He's been unbelievable since being in the league for the last year or two. Um, I'm with you, mate. I think, yeah, it's going to be tough. I, I'm sort of leaning to the Rabbitohs just because they're firing on all cylinders. Uh, and I just don't know if Parramatta's got it in. And they've got the quick start, but I just don't know with the cattle they've got now. Like they're going to be looking at a bloke. They were talking about it yesterday. It looks like he's only played in the nines for the Eels and he could be making his NRL debut in a like elimination final. So it's crazy to think, but I think I'm going to go the Rabbitohs. Um, obviously, I think we'll do the same as what we did last week. We might put our tips out on the socials a bit later on in the week once it gets shores up. A bit early to tip, but... Mate, very exciting first round of finals football for us, uh, for the yep. NRL. So very, very good. We might move over to AFL now. And also very exciting round over there. So we'll start off on the Thursday night. So the AFL kicked it off a day earlier uh, with the number one seed, Port Adelaide, getting over the Cats, uh, 58-42 down there in Adelaide Oval. Uh, what was your take on this game, mate? Did you get anything from this? I think from what I've watched, I think it was Geelong's game. Geelong lost them themselves the game with Tom Hawkins not kicking five behinds. I think that would really hurt them. 18 points in it there was your thing. Yeah. Um, margin. But like Porter just going to like 
as what top teams do. You grind out victories in finals. It's not about winning pretty. It's, no. um, it's about making it to the end of the year. Yeah, 100%. And as the top seed, I think, did they lose any games during the regular season at all? I think they lost a couple. I know they may have lost the Lions, but I don't check me on that. Yeah. But also I found out Geelong have never, only ever won, I think, one game outside of Melbourne in the finals. Really? Yeah. I was listening to Triple M and, yeah, that was a big point they brought up during the week that Geelong weren't actually a good team on the road during the finals. Well, there you go. So, and obviously this year might be a lot different for them also being on the road. Uh, I haven't checked the schedule for next week. We'll do that in a second. But we're moving on to the home team up here in Brisbane, mate. They finally kicked it straight. They finally got it done against Richmond. They won on Friday night up the Gabba at 69-54. to uh, Very, very good win. 10-9 goals. Like That's a big improvement from their last couple of outings against Richmond where they just couldn't kick straight. So big, big, big win for them. Obviously going straight through to a prelim. Home prelim also, which could lead into a home grand final. Mate, it's exciting times up here in Brizzy. Yeah, I've... Got, I've relearned the song from the early 2000s, getting, getting back on the bandwagon. Might get fitted out for a, uh, Guernsey in a couple of weeks, but yeah, it's good times. Like a lot of people I know who are Lions fans, they said they were nervous and they still think it's just not their time, but I think they're actually they're ready to go. Like, I'd be I happy. Th- I think they've been ready to go for the last like year and a half, two years. And, and this is from an outside of you. Obviously, I don't follow it week to week. But from reading the, reading some of the news, obviously, they've had some major injuries to big players. And it's just starting. Everybody's starting to come back at the right time. Yeah. Obviously, they still only won by 15 points. But like you said, you don't win pretty in finals matches. It's in the crumbs, essentially. It's... It's fantastic, honestly. With for a year that it's been for this, like for a team, a home team to get a win would probably be fantastic. Are you saying team of destiny? Oh, hundred percent. Oh, I'm I'm full on board with this. I'm on the bandwagon, hundred percent. Like I'll follow any Brisbane team, Bullets, Lions, Broncos, even if they suck. But it doesn't matter. I like it's been a long, long time. Obviously, been a long cellar dwellers, as we spoke off mic. Similar to the next team that we're going to talk about, Old St. Kilda getting a win against the Western Bulldogs. And you're calling this as the start of the podcast, Team of Destiny, also due to, to Warney. Yeah, like I've got a love affair with Warney. Like I've made a lot of – I said I said my partner, Jess, I think last year on Valentine's Day, nothing gets me hornier than watching highlights of Warney. <laughs> so, St. So Kilda, they're going to be called – they're my Team of Destiny. And I – I think like just the ro- sports romantic in me kind of wants like a St Kilda Lions final because the last decade it hasn't been really glamorous for both teams. No, St Kilda haven't really reached the heights since the two- 2010 drawn grand final. That's right. And yeah, you kind of just like this is a year where you want a good good um, feel good story out of it. Definitely, like it's been tough on a lot of. A lot of people, and obviously the supporters are the biggest ones that have suffered a little bit downhill, Melbourne sides anyway, I feel, unless you're a member up here in Queensland. It's, it'll be good. It de- I can definitely feel your sentiment to that. I feel they're going to be a, very tough to beat. Obviously, they were in the bottom eight, so they'll have to – I think they play one of the losers from the Friday and Thursday night I games. They play, they, they've got oh. – they got Richmond. <laughs> they got Richmond. Well, that and they have to play the lo- – and I just realised now they have – um, yeah, 
Don't play that could the be lines. very interesting. No, they don't yeah. have to play the Lions. Oh, there you go. Last game. Now, you called this, and this is for all the Collingwood supporters who know Coombsy. They got up against oh. West Coast over for by one point over there in Perth. So I picked I picked West Coast on the thought that they may be good. I was yeah. very very wrong. Oh God! Oh, do, I, this is real. Do, do, do you want to apologise to all those Collingwood supporters, Coonsy? Yes, I'll put, I'll say that I put my hand up and like maybe yeah. But oh, it just killed me. I had I did have West Coast in my last leg of the multi, and it was going to be a handsome payout. And while I'm watching a movie with my partner at the same time, I had the game on my phone watching it, and I got quite um, yeah. It's just and got, I, let's just say I have to eat some humble pie there, but good for them. Um, the, there's a one upside to it. They get, do have to play the Lions to qualify for the grand final and nothing would get me better. Nothing would wipe the spot. Nothing would give me a bigger smile than seeing um, a bit of the 02, 03 grand final replay of the Lions just beating Collingwood. Bit of heartbreak. Definitely, mate. I'm with you on that one. I'm, I'm, it's it's sort of like Collingwood has always been like my manly in the AFL. I've just yeah. ne- I never liked him. I don't know why. Just it's just got that from, feeling. I think it's the Eddie Maguire, like a very anti Eddie Maguire thing we deal with in Queensland. Yeah, that's right. And no, we're not just. And I think I can remember it was a bit of bad sportsmanship after one of the finals. They walked off. Well, that, that, like, that doesn't the, that doesn't during, sound like that. During the like the accept like the captain speech, so like, I think that's just where it's come from. My anti Collingwood sentiment. Yeah, fair enough. Then, well, mate, big big weekend of final football anyway. So moving to the next games this week, uh, both are in Queensland. So Metricon holding the first final between Richmond and the team of destiny for Coombsy, the St Kilda Saints. I think Richmond are just going to pants him. I'm sorry. I'm backing myself in the corner. I I will back him again this week. St Kilda won the twenty four. It's a hot that, one. That's my underdog better the week. That's that's your dog. And then we move to Saturday. The second finals up at the Gabba. So Geelong are the home team against uh, Coombsy's favourite team, the Collingwood <laughs> Magpies. Um, you think like watching highlights from that uh, Thursday night game? Geelong did look a little bit underdone. I don't know what that may have been. Obviously, it may have been travel, um, but you think they'd be up for this one, surely? Yeah, like I think Geelong have got that class, like we said last week. But Collingwood have got bodies back. They've got healthy bodies back, which is helping with this very condensed season. They've got fresher legs than some of the Geelong players. So this one is a toss of the coin here. Yeah. Mm. Well, we'll definitely see it. Like, Finals footy's been back. We love this kind of this time of year. To be fair, so AFL, we sort of we sort of dip our toe more into the AFL around finals time, don't we? Yeah, because it gets more exciting and like <laughs> I think a bit it's more on the line. Yeah, it's a bit so. It's like when you for the novice fan who gets up gets up gets up in February to watch the Super Bowl. It's just like it's the press. It's the excitement of finals football that drag you in. Yeah, a hundred percent and. It's just I love it. I just love it. Whether it's Origin, now we did skip a little bit ahead. We may have just just jumped over the news uh, for the NRL anyway. But uh, just breaking today when we're recording, uh, Kalen Ponga looks to be having soldier, uh, shoulder surgery. Uh, so is potentially he could be out for the entire Origin series. Um, 
you said it earlier off mic, it just feels like both teams might be just a bit underdone with injuries creeping into the origin side of things. Yes. Well, I, I know from the Queensland side at the moment, we're looking at throwing out the Lee, the Lee, the Lee siblings out on the, um, the fringe. Um, Ronaldo Mortality, I think it's called. He's called. I'm not going to. I'm going to put my hand up. Mortality, mate. It's going to be another Mo Fodder or Taker, as I said last week. So (laughs) that could be a new one, the Mo Fodder Taker. That's your new. That's your thing. Your takes. Yes. (laughs) Don't hold me on the pronunciations of players' names. Not. (laughs) If I can't sound it out and spell it, I'm in a bit of trouble. Yeah. Very good. No, it's, but. It's the same for New South Wales. Obviously, Tom Travoyevich, he um, he ruled himself out, which is quite a smart move because he's had a hell of a year with both leg and shoulder injuries. Um, Queensland, we're literally throwing out a D squad. Like, and it's fair to the players that, that will make the team. They've probably played really well this year. Um, but like we mentioned in the Storm game, he's Munster's going to be looking at the next two weeks very, very closely to make sure he'll be up for any type of finals football. Yeah. And that's the thing. He may come out of the finals either if they win the grand final or get done in the prelim. Have a bit of clean-out surgery. Yeah, he may even just opt out, not even to play Origin this year. So it may put a pin to having Origin at the back end of the year. I don't know. Um, I've always been of the opinion. I've always been of the opinion to put Origin smack bang in the middle of the season, but do it over a two or uh, three or four week break. Players that don't make Origin, you can obviously go back and play club level or have touch up or have minor surgery exactly right like it just you can you can shorten the season down a little bit yeah but there's a lot of logistics we're not we're not experts but it kind of will become if they want to have it at the end of the season it'll kind of become like the soccer thing they have in the premier league what australia used to have to deal with when we try to qualify for the world cups was the club versus country thing are you going to release a player at the fear of the clubs putting millions of dollars worth of effort into it just to play nationally to qualify for the World Cup, it's going to start um, to have that debate go on. Yeah, and it's a bit different of a sport too. Obviously, with soccer, obviously it's a lot of it's a running around kind of sport. There's a little bit of contact, but not as heavy as rugby league or rugby union. Like I don't know, it's it's a very tricky subject. Obviously, they had to mix everything a bit around this year, um, but I think. From looking at what's going to happen, they may this might be a one and done for this year. Spin I think zone, that's an, though. Yeah, underdog tag. We do we love, love a good we, underdog tag. We love we the underdog tag. We don't even tag. have to yes. be clamoring for it this year. I'll I'll take that. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I think that's enough Australian sport, mate. We might move quickly on to the opposite side, end of the world where there's other some sport. Um, we touched on it briefly last week, uh, but congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup champions, Asterix, uh, for the 2020 season. They got up over the Dallas Stars 4-2 in the best of seven. Um, now, you sent this to me a bit earlier on, but do you think they've created the they've created a COVID-safe celebration? So Tampa, being a city by the uh, bay and canals, they decided to take their championship parade via boats as a floating flotilla, which from what stories and pictures I've seen was quite fun. A lot of players turning up on their own personal jet skis. Um, Obviously, we don't know about the liquor 
the the day what uh, drinking drinking and boating rules there, but I don't think that there was any police pulling them up for this. No, definitely not. I think the city of Tampa was screaming for a championship, especially after last year getting swept in the first round um, against Columbus. So, um, yeah, so it ended up being quite a good series. They were looking at it was looking at Tampa winning four one, the gentleman's sweep. Uh, they ended up getting a game in overtime for game five. Yeah, it must have been game yeah. five. So. Um, good for them. Obviously, Stamkos, he has had an absolutely horrible run with injuries and whatnot. So he's finally got his cup, had a hell of a series. He was on for about 20 minutes on ice, all series, nah, 40, scored a goal. 45, 45 seconds. You're kidding. Yeah, he did one shift, 45 seconds, scores a goal. <laughs> Gets and off. finishes with a plus one. So he, what a series. Give, it, give, give the man an MVP. <laughs> uh, so that's the end of the hockey season. They're about so it's going to be a bit different for them. Obviously, no real, uh, no real preseason, no summer camps, nothing. So I'm not too sure of the date of when they're going to kick back off. I think it's going to be late November from last reading. Um, it, mm. I could be wrong there, but it's definitely going to be different. It's, it's sort of similar to a lockout season where there's going to be a shortened season. Um, but we're going to have to wait and see how they go. Obviously, America's still not at its. It's not. It hasn't handled things. Obviously, their president is crook at the moment. So, and speaking of crook, we'll move to some NFL stories. Um, week four. Uh, I I'll, I'll put my hand up. I haven't really paid attention because we we do record on the Monday. So obviously the Sunday games have happened. Um, my team won on Thursday night against the J E T E Jets. So I I sort of didn't pay attention, which is bad for my fantasy. But COVID everywhere. Yeah, so there was, I think the Patriots-Chiefs game is going to be now played Monday night. It was meant to be played today. Um, So, And then you had the scare with the Saints-Lions game and I think the Pittsburgh Pittsburgh game as well. Yeah. Big Ben, I suppose, is rumoured. So Big Ben from the um, Pittsburgh and then Cam... Newton for the Patriots. I did read with the Patriots that like this is this is very much Patriots. They flew two planes to Kansas City, so one yeah. with the people that had may have been in contact, and the others that hadn't. So I think it was about twenty players had a whole private jet to themselves. So worrying signs. Um, I think it was it, it was a lot of chat that a lot of underdogs may have gotten up over the weekend. That definitely wasn't the case from what I can Browns. see here. The Browns, mate, they absolutely took the Cowboys are one and three. Like in the NFC uh, lease, uh, or the NFC beast, as they like to call it. Like the Cowboys, one and three. Obviously, they put up thirty-eight points, but giving up forty-nine points. The Browns are three and one. Like that's going to be really good for them coming into the back end of the season against the opposition like the Steelers. And I think in the Ravens. Ravens, Cin- yeah. yeah, Cincinnati's out of it. Out of it. They had a good win today also. Um, the Vikings beat the Texans. The Texans now 0-4, and that's, and that's what happens when you get rid of DeAndre Hopkins, I feel. Are you, are you saying um, they're tanking? No, I'm not. I'm definitely not saying they're tanking because they have one of, if not the second best quarterback, or oh, top five. I'll say top five for Deshaun Watson. But he's out of contract at the end of this year. That's his rookie contract, but they'd be stupid not to re-sign him. Really stupid not to re-sign him. But like, you're not going to hand the keys to Trevor Lawrence after giving it to another rookie quarterback. I don't think that's the way to go. Um, 
Tampa Bay keeps they keep rolling. They got up against the Chargers, so the Tampa Bay is now three and one under Tom Brady. Uh, the Ravens can continue to roll. They're three and one. Uh, Bills uh, keep big, winning. Uh, Bills keep winning. Big Dick Nick couldn't bring the Big Dick energy to a bit um, to the Colts as the Colts beat them nineteen eleven. Yeah, I did see that. I, I saw a fantastic quiz. It's like the the Bears didn't lose; they just ran out of time. I think that's I think that's just going to be the tweet. That's just going to be the mention for any time we lose going forward with the Broncos, mate. We just ran out of time. Yeah. Um, yeah so obviously postponed games. Uh, Looks like the Steelers. It might, yeah, it looks like there's going to be three games for Monday. So they got the three a.m. So for us, time is three a.m. So it's an afternoon game. Steelers Titans, both three and O teams, uh, into the Patriots Chiefs. I can't see the Patriots beating the Chiefs, unfortunately. Uh, and then the last game of the round: Falcons Packers. O and three versus three and O. The Aaron Rodgers fuck you tour keeps continuing on. I think. I think the Falcons are just going to do the Falcons thing, get up by 20 points and then lose it at the dying seconds. I don't, I don't even think the Falcons will get that far. I think the Packers are just going to win it. From They're going to score first and they'll score last and they're going to score plenty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's 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 such a weird season. It's, it's been the same for I've, like with all sports. I've found like I'm sort of interested, but at the same time I'm not because other things in the world are happening. It makes it really, it puts things really into perspective, makes it really tough. Um, I think the last real big one that's about to wrap up is the NBA. So at, at time of recording, the Miami Heat got a win today. They got up. Uh, apparently at halftime, LeBron said to Jimmy Butler, you're in trouble. And then as the game was going into the dying seconds, the Heat were up by a good five or seven points. Jimmy Butler straight back at him, you're in trouble, which I yeah. absolutely love, mate. And LeBron walking off with 10 seconds to go. Yeah, he's done that a few times, which doesn't that's, surprise yeah, me because, it, because he's obviously thinking that's a loss. We need to move on to the next one. But, but you've got to play the final whistle. Yeah, you got, you got to be on the court. Show a bit, show a bit of sportsmanship, but it is what it is. Miami making it a two-one uh, series deficit at the moment. Really, really good. A lot of people were just expecting to the Lakers to shit pump them, but mate, they're a good side. And Jimmy Butler makes them better. He makes the players around him better. It's a fantastic yeah. setup they got there in Miami. I think he's found the team he belongs where they're going to like they're going to embrace the crazy. I and there's nothing wrong with that, and I just could not for the life of me understand it when the Bulls let him go or Minnesota let him go or the 76ers for Christ's sake the 76ers had a fantastic core around him Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid the 76ers weren't that bad they were like a shot away from moving on to the conference uh, the finals last year Hmm. yeah and now they're looking at getting rid of Ben Simmons to bring in LaMelo Ball yes I did I did read that trade talk I which I don't think... Well, Lamelo's a fantastic talent. I just don't know. I think Ben's still got a lot to go with his game. Oh. and But the, it's going to... Until he starts nailing three-pointers like everybody wants him to do, mate, she's going to be tough going. Yeah. Um, and I've just got an f- interesting little take on what we can do with sports that are COVID um, jeopardy. So as all right. we've all grown, grown up at the playground, we've all adopted a game called Bugby where it's like a... Combine of rugby league, rugby union, AFL, just basically a no rules uh, game of winner takes all. So, with Patriots losing COVID players, baseball looking like a shit fight. 
Um, NFL going to the season, they don't know how safe it's going to be. The NHL don't know if they're going to come back with fans. Premier League, anything over in Europe, why not just have have like the Hunger Games style of sport and just let everyone find it out? The last team standing can be officially cha- titled world champions. So you're saying we should open up the Coliseum to fighting again, really? 100%. Like, what, <laughs> what better way to bring in the new year of actual, a proper world championship of sport? Oh, Jesus Christ. And like, <laughs> oh, I can't even see how that could work. I can. Oh, just in my head, I can't. But I can understand your, like, sentiment behind it. It's, it is tough at the moment. And any type of sport that doesn't have a bubble system, like the NHL was fantastic. I don't think they had any cases in the whole time oh. they were in the bubble system in Edmonton and uh, Toronto. I think the NBA has been the same. I think they've had either one or two, but that's been support staff and they haven't directly affected players, which has been fantastic. But then you go to the likes of the Premier League, you got your baseball, like um, the NFL is starting to show that now because of the travel. It's, yeah, but I get what you mean. I can just, all I can see is just a baseball player walking onto a pitch with a bat and then just all hell breaks loose. Or, so, or an ice hockey player using going happy happy Gilmore and trying to stab someone with a um, <laughs> oh. ice skate. Oh, oh wow! And Neymar dive actually diving because he's actually been injured for once after yeah. a um, blindside hit. Yeah, true. I, uh, can you just imagine like? Oh, actually, no, I can't because the ice hockey player would be on grass. Surely, it wouldn't be an ice rink. I was going to yeah. say just bl- absolute blindside him. And I'll, I'll, I've got like this picture of Luis Suarez. The cannibals have started coming out because blood on his face is biting away. <laughs> Jesus Christ. They're actually looking pretty good over there in the Italian football too with our uh, – oh, not Italian. The Spanish still, isn't it? Atletico. Yeah. My apologies. Mate, what do you reckon we get into our six-pack for the week? I think we're not going to do segments this week. We're, we're, we're mixing it up with our six-pack. So what do you reckon? Yeah, let's get into it. Radio. So the six pack for this week, uh, pump up songs. So we obviously are in the first week of our finals for both NRL and AFL, uh, and we thought, what's what songs would you listen to to get yourself up for a big game? Um, I'd, I've played a few big games in my resi career. I know you have also. So we thought we'd go down this route for our six pack, doing it a bit differently this week. Um, last week we obviously did three each this time because there's a multitude of songs that are out there that are great for pumping you up uh, we're going to do six each because we do love our music and we do have quite the range uh, so I might throw it to you mate to kick us off um, obviously don't steal any of mine but we'll see how we yep. go okay my first one would be it's the killers of the man Surprisingly, Very not Mister Not Mister Brightside, but I can remember being on a Triple M, the Triple M before the finals in two thousand and seventeen, and I was just like, "They're like, who's going to stand up to be the man?" And I was like, "Yep, that's that song slaps, and let's get it going." Yeah, I remember that album coming out because that wasn't the lead song, or was it? Was that the lead yeah, song it was on the, the lead album? Song, yeah. It was. Oh no, there was another song on that called "Run for Cover," and that that's that song also goes so. Not a bad pick for your first one, mate. I know you're a big, big fan of the Killers. Oh, massive fan. Very upset they're not playing in November here, but hopefully they come back next year. Yeah, that was going to be my birthday present this year was actual tickets to the concert. So I was a bit miffed myself. Uh, I might take it from now. Uh, 
we spoke about it off mic last night, but I think one of the number one pump up songs for me personally was End of Sandman um, by Metallica. That was on the Fox, Fox League last week. Yeah, and they've the Fox League finals coverage the last couple of years has had some absolute bangers. I'm probably going to bring up a couple more um, in the list, but End of Sandman. I've had that on my playlist for pump-up songs for a very, very long side. I'm pretty sure the album came out in 1996. So I was, I'm going to say six or seven years old when that came out. And I remember hearing it for the first time at that age too, not knowing what it meant. But God, it, it, it gets you going. It just, it just escalates into that um, absolute great song Mariana Rivera um, the Yankees legendary closer that was his song to come out they retired that um, for him so yeah that's my number one pick mate sorry I, kn- I know you had that on your list um, so my next one will be the two two loudest men in music Royal Blood 10 Ton Skeleton as I've said before at a splendor in 2015 with two mates I just turned to him and I said, this is what balsam wall rock and roll is all about. Yeah. You're and not wrong. Yeah, just let them rip. Oh, we went and saw them, what was that, 2018. I had just come off the back of a wedding weekend to go see them and I was exhausted, but they go hard, don't they? Just It's just basically a guitarist and a drum player. I think they've added a bass player too, but I'm not too sure. Mm. They've added some backing vocals, but yeah, just... So loud, like seeing them at Splendor 2015. I think it was the second time I saw them at Laneway earlier that year, but just the sound they pumped out was louder than anyone else I saw that weekend. Yeah, and I couldn't get over that when we saw them at the River Stage in Brisbane too. They were incredible. Uh, My second pick, uh, this is a very inspirational one, but it it gets you hyped because everybody knows the words to it, is Lose Yourself Eminem. I I love that. I think that's a pretty good pump up song. I know it's a very, very cliche one because obviously the movie was like his background story and how he got himself going in the rap career. So I did have that one. I also had another one of his down the list, but I thought that one topped it. Um, so yeah, I haven't a seen little, him live. Apparently, he goes all right. A little bit of trivia. I for the ages of twelve to thirteen. When I went away for rep soccer carnivals, I tend to bleach my hair blonde and I at one point thought I could have rap battles after watching that movie with blonde hair. I tell you, what? That's that. <laughs> I don't know if that's trivia or just a fun fact about you. You should have put that it's onto your Instagram. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so that's my second choice, mate. Who's your third pick? Uh, my third pick is oh, the Ramones Blitzgrad Bot. Yeah. Great tune, very good tune. Not on my list, but very good tune. I think just being in the punk, bit of punk rock, loved it, and got drunk last year in Bali and got it tattooed on my um, left arm. Hey ho, let's go! <laughs> to join the other plenty of drunken tattoos I've got from Bali. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely not the thought. I'm not definitely not the guy of getting drunk and thinking of getting a tattoo. That's a good idea. So. <laughs> Oh, Lord. Um, Now, I'm going a little bit back because this song got absolutely pumped out as a pump-up song for any type of YouTube video back in the early 2000s. 
uh, CCJJ Watt. Uh, remember the name Fort Minor? That no, no, no. <laughs> I can't remember it at all. Uh, it the, it's, it's the biggest cliched song because it the lyrics for it is like this is ten percent luck, twenty percent skill, fifteen percent concentrated power oh, will. Oh, yeah, and it was – I'm pretty sure it was basically every hype video for J.J. Watt during his collegiate career at Wisconsin. Oh, no, Nebraska, oh, sorry. Wasn't this oh, a Lincoln No, it was Park Wisconsin, song? sorry, yeah. This is a Lincoln Park song. No, it's not. Fort Minor. Oh, I can remember my idiot mate Daniel Rose just continually rapping Lincoln Park. I think I'm just, like, poisoned from it. No, you know why? Because one of the guys from Lincoln Park, I think it's Mike Shinoda, he's a part of Fort Minor also. It's his, it was his other project, I'm pretty sure. So that I, I, don't, I, I personally didn't use it because I, at a younger age I did enjoy the song. It was very catchy, but I didn't use it as a pump-up, but I know a lot of people have, so it's up there. It's up there for mine. What do you got next, mate? Um, mine would be the old Premier League intro song, Kasabian fire. Oh yes. So yeah, just like in in my early twenties, I was very like everything was about playing soccer for Resi's on a Sunday, and I was just so fixated on it. And I remember sitting up late after some games or coming home from a night out on Fridays. I'd put the Premier League on and hear um, Kasabian start playing. So yeah. It would get you to make its way to the dressing rooms. Oh, it would get you started. I, I love that song. That was peak Premier League intros too, because they had a couple of good uh, introduction songs for their Saturday game, didn't they? Yeah, they've had yeah. a few good ones. Definitely. Oh, oh, just thinking of the listen, watching my pick. I'm going to go a bit old school, and it's a bit. It's one that's closest to my heart. For both my junior and senior football, uh, I the Tiger by Survivor. Now, oh, the Rocky song. Yeah, the Rocky song. So, for if anybody like whoever listens to this, if you're from Emerald and you've been to a local game for the senior Emerald Tigers, uh, very crackly sound system. I'm pretty sure they played the song through just a microphone, similar to what I'm using right now. So there's no PA system. They may have upgraded it at the time, but. Anytime the Senior Tigers would run out, that was always playing as you'd go out, and it just sticks home. Plus, it's a fantastic song. It's a very old-school pump-up song. Um, anybody that's seen Rocky, shout out my mate Duggo, who loves the movies. He uh, <laughs> he will put that on during a kick-on session also. It's fantastic, but it's a great pump-up song also. Down to our last two. Now, I don't know... I've got a few here, but I don't know who you're going to go with. I think we've it's opened up a bit. This is an odd one. So on the field, I get quite angry and have white line fever. So I went through a stage where I wouldn't listen to music that would get me fired up. Okay, and yeah. And it was a weird choice in Leon Bridges. I'm trying to find the song. I can remember it now because it was played because it kept me calm for some reason. It was oh, Leon Bridges. The- yeah, Leon Bridges um, coming home. Oh, righto. Yeah, so you've gone the chilled out. Because I know a lot of players, they either have very chilled out lyrics or music playing and not to pump them up either. They sort of like to calm them down before they actually go out in the field. Yeah, like but- I, yeah, for some reason, like because I, I started, I remember I went through a stage where it was like a lot of hip hop and like rock music. But 
for then I started to realize I was getting a lot of yellow cards. I was getting suspended. And I was just playing like crap. So I thought I might try to change it. And on the way to the games, I'd play um, like very soft music, like early modest mouse um, and then Leon Bridges and all that. Yeah. Well, you put me on to Leon Bridges um, when I first came down to Brisbane after my couple of years away. And, mate, I'm still trying to chase the vinyl of it. It's fantastic. His latest album, anyway. I don't know if he's released any more. Uh, just looking through. The- now, this is this is very early teens, early 20s for me. And it is also, I'm pretty sure, the goal song for the Boston Bruins. Conecraft 400 remixed by Zombie Nation. Duh, uh, 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 oh, uh, oh yeah, now I've got it in my head. Uh, 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 <laughs> yeah, I, it has no lyrics or anything like that, but that chant and just the electronic, because that was a big phase of my life was electronic music and that just slapped for me before a big game too because it just had a very upbeat tempo and as soon as I like it was game time, I was just blitzing, ready to go. Bit of a different so, one. Ooh, yeah, that's a bit of a different one. So my last pick is it just snuck in because on Sunday afternoon I was watching the 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 preview to the Knights South game and they had Caleb Ponger on and all of a sudden they started playing Silverchair so Silverchair freak oh yeah sneaks in at my last spot because I just forgot how much that song just gets get gets you going that Silverchair in their prime were just unstoppable. They were similar to like Powderfinger. They just they could do no wrong, like releasing just great tunes. And obviously the story of Andrew Johns trying to grab Daniel Johns on for the '97 after party on the did. Mad Monday. Yeah, they did. I'm pretty sure they that they grabbed him from somewhere. Yeah, oh, that's good. <laughs> I've the last selection. I've got. I'm looking at a couple. Um, uh, I'm probably going to go with now. This is on their album. This is the Foo Fighters. So this is going back. I think it was 2005 album, oh, which I can't remember the name. Uh, it was the Pretender. Oh so, yeah, yeah. So there was a lot of um, that was a great tune. I oh, don't know if I'm going to. go. Yeah, no, I'll stick with that one. It was a fantastic song, and yeah. It was. It got you going, especially you didn't want to be found out on the field. You listen to that, you're like, "Yep, I'm the man." Similar to the like, similar to like the killers of the man. Yeah, it's a find you out. So, but yeah, the, there's a few on this this list of mine that I could have gone with. Hey, what did you have any honorable mentions? I had a couple, but these are like old ones from like preview games. I can remember somewhere in my past. I can remember Elton John Saturday Nights All Right for AFL. Oh I can yeah, that. Um, I was going to say Hunters and Collectors Holy Grail But I just can't say it Like Back home on the Sunshine Coast Playing for Mumbai You play against the Derby team Nambour And that fucking club p- Played that song over and over again I just can't stand listening to it Ah uh, yeah Nah fair enough no, I had a lot of bring me the, for Like for my pump up songs I had a lot of bring me the horizon So like happy song thrown um, Bring Me Horizons Mantra, that was in the uh, Fox League finals package mm. last year. Um, before the year before that was obviously Royal Blood with their latest album. Um, also, an- another pump out, another pump up song for me is Back to Back by Drake, his diss track. Oh, yeah. 
So that oh, yeah. that that got me absolutely going too. But I you're had right. Non stop. Yeah, non stop's a good good tune. Um, what else is there? Anything Kendrick there's, too? Yeah, ACDC. Yeah, you could have gone Queen too. Like, there's a couple of Queen songs that really get you going. Obviously, the cliche one being "As We Are the Champions." Kanye West, Black Skinhead. Oh yeah, that just intro. <laughs> yeah, the heavy slap of that is yeah. very very good. So yeah, that's our six pack for this week. A little bit different, obviously, going six songs. Um, that will be the end of our show for this week. We've got a big week ahead of us. Week two of the finals for AFL NRL. Uh, we'll be back next week on the Wednesday. So make sure you subscribe. Uh, we'll probably release all these on Wednesday morning for your commutes. Uh, but yeah, I think that's it for us. Anything else? Any closing remarks, mate? Um, we might put a, we'll put a poll out over the weekend for next week's six pack. It's either looking at finals moments or finals blunders. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's actually a fantastic idea. So if you're not on, not on the socials following us at the moment, it's off the back fence or one word that's both on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find us at off the back fence on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, whatever you listen to your podcast. I think I'm still trying to get us onto the Google Podcasts and Amazon Music. Apparently, they have podcasts now. Uh, so wherever you can get your podcast from, you can find us there. So uh, that'll be it from us uh, today. So that's goodbye from me, Coomsy. See you next week, mate. See you next week. And please, someone pass this on to Sean Marsh because I want to interview him down the track. Yes, actually, yeah, we need we need some interviews coming up. So if anybody's got some suggestions, feel free to flick them through. Right, guys, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. Thanks very much. See you, guys.